Help support our coverage with a free account on Privacy, the service that keeps you protected when shopping online. Get $5 to try it now by using promo code QZZ2J. I welcome our next guest, uh, Igor Tuttleman, CEO and founder of Resetire. Uh, tell us a little bit about this. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on here. Um, so I'll, I'll give you the shorthand. So at Resetire, what we're doing is we're developing airless tires that eliminate flats without sacrificing performance. So we, I had the opportunity to participate in a program with uh, FedTech and NASA uh, a few months ago where I was um, shown a lot of different technologies that NASA mm -hmm. has been working on. And uh, through this exposure, I identified that um, uh, their super elastic tire technology is, is just fascinating. Um, it's like taking, you know, if, I've got one here. So it's like taking this really special alloy that's, you know, elastic like rubber and strong like titanium and making an exoskeleton of it for tires, right? And what that does is it gives it these unique properties where it can withstand all different types of terrain, all different types of climates. And it, it does that while being an airless tire. So this is... I, fascinating technology. I spent several months doing research on it. Um, eventually, we got a, a license from NASA, and we're developing our own intellectual property as well. Um, and and we've just been, you know, pushing forward because I think that this has a, an incredible amount of potential for, you know, changing the way that we view tires, changing the way that we view vehicles altogether. Yeah, well, it, especially whenever you're talking, and if you could hold that up one more time uh, for the audience to see, because, yeah, if you start looking at especially the way that the coils are put together, um, mm -hmm. you really start looking at almost a geodesic, almost Buckminster Fuller-type structure. Exactly. Um, and, and the way that they flex, compress, expand freely, things like that. And it's it, it's really cool. Now... Um, let's, uh, let's dispel a little myth here. Cause you know, uh, back in the, back in the early days of tires, folks, if you ever see all the old movies where they walk up to the car, and they're like, let's see if this thing's worth its salt. And they kick it. Um, that's to see if it had radial tires or, or pneumatic tires. They're like they they had solid rubber tires at one point. Um, and they found out that they were just horrible for vehicles. They uh, like, you felt everything in the road. Um, they use them still for like uh, extreme earth moving, that kind of stuff, because there's no way you're going to avoid a blowout typically uh, carrying the extra weight of on top of the vehicle when you're moving 18 trees of lumber as well. Um, mm -hmm. But this technology seems really interesting to put inside. Now, is there like a rubber housing that goes around that? And that is the exoskeleton or I guess endoskeleton at this point that would live inside the rubber housing, correct? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to look exactly like a traditional tire. Um, and the way traditional tires are made nowadays is that they have steel plies running through it so yeah. that, you know, it holds all the rubber together and keeps the air pressure in. Um, so this, I mean, this builds a more rigid system that can still accept this type of compression that comes along with, you know, riding over a pothole yeah. or going off road. 
Well, and some people may have experienced the the odd wear and tear, especially that happens if you don't keep up with the alignment on your vehicle, uh, where the tire or the balance on your tires, where they start doing this, then you mm-hmm. get a little blister, and that blister actually causes it to unzip along the radial belt line um, because pressure builds up along the radius of the radials, and it causes it to peel up just like a a peel off of an orange is what it looks like. And that destroys the side of your view. I had it happen to a car uh, that I had at one point. And when you're talking about that, yeah, that's quite literally because of air pressure inside of it. The way, the way that that reacts to the temperature of the road and the speed that you're operating and everything else. Uh, these, these though are a little, and a lot of people might say like, Oh, you know, president's got run flat tires on the, uh, on his vehicle, you know, um, explain to us the difference between that style of a run flat tire um, and what you have here. Yeah, so th- the statistics behind run flats are, are pretty shocking. Um, a lot of higher end vehicles come with run flats, but the proportion of people that actually replace them with another run flat are is very low. Yeah. Um, and, and that's because one of the biggest problems with run flats is their cost. Uh, apart from the cost, it you know, is realistically a thicker tread. It, it can withstand a, a pop per se. It'll take you from, you know, point A to point B if it's in its worst condition. But it, I mean, decreased performance, you know, to, to save you maybe once or twice and come at such a high co- uh, cost point, that, that's just difficult to justify. Um, so what we're trying to do, what we are doing is, by having this this endoskeleton, as you said, um, this makes it so that you know the tire will react to the road. It's not going to be you know even if it gets punctured, there's nothing to yeah. let out. Um, and so it definitely it, it's more of like a, a reactive uh, tire as opposed to one that's you know very you know part of the analogy, but it's square, right? It's it's supposed yeah. to just move around, and, and that's about it. It's yep. not supposed to work with the environment. No, no, absolutely not. It it, it is spo- and it's basically just that. It's I mean, imagine having like a piece of basically like railroad tie wrapped in a circle inside of your tire. That's what's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot of extra weight for your vehicle to move. It's going to cause more wear and tear on your drivetrain uh, in order to have it. Um, it's not going to be a comfortable smooth ride all the time. You know, like you hit a pothole, oh, you're going to feel that pothole um, <laughs> with with every inch of that heavy, heavy run flat. You're going to feel that pothole. Um, whereas this, if you can hold it up again, you can see where with that intercoiled spring design, it would actively flex the way that a tire full of air would. Um, so yeah, really, really phenomenal. What are you, are, are you still in the development phase right now? Is this something that you're trying to standardize into the world of existing tires where basically this would be an add on to your vehicle, um, that any BF Goodrich or Firestone or a little shout out to pops old company, Cooper tire, um, any, any of those that you would find at your standard um, you know, auto dealer or not auto dealer, but auto shop, you know, um, that it would just fit inside of a standard, whatever your tire size is, 185, 1023 or um, mm-hmm. what have you. 
You know, that that's definitely the goal down the road. Um, one of the issues is that the, the industry has a lot of red tape in it. it and does. so for us to get into, for example, a really good market to get, a, you know, airless, high performing tire into is trucking. You know, a, a single yeah. truck driver loses, I think it's around $28,000 a year in productivity due to right. flat tires. Yep. And so for us to get into trucking, realistically, it's a seven to eight year timeline. Uh, just because there's so much red tape and yeah. there's so much certification and compliance that needs to happen there. Yeah. So what we're doing in the meantime is we're focusing on, you know, smaller niche markets where we still think that we're going to be able to really improve and change the status quo. So for example, sure. mountain biking, um, yeah. mountain biking is, is an industry where, you know, every single part of your bike to this point has been upgraded where it's lightweight, it's virtually indestructible, it's safe. You know, but you can still get a flat tire at the end of the day. Um, So that's one of our first targets. Um, It's developing a mountain bike tire that, you know, won't go flat and won't give you all the headaches of, you know, goo tires or foam Mm. tires that don't feel like you're on a on a bike. In addition to that, just to kind of go along kind of the same kind of market, if you started looking into um, like home tractor market. Things like that, you know, like uh, riding lawnmowers, that kind of stuff. Where, yeah, if you go out and get a flat tire on a riding lawnmower, you still got to change it. You still got to change a tire. It still holds air. It's got a tube, you know, um, things like that, where you have a very, uh, what would be a much easier um, barrier of entry to the market, like you're saying, where, yeah, when it comes to the trucking infrastructure in this country or any country, uh, because of the fact that it is such a vital part of the in- infrastructure, uh, there is a lot of safety protocol. Like you may as well be trying to make a medical device, um, like quite literally with the safety protocols that you have to go through to get something into the trucking or automotive industry in America. Um, and uh, I mean, prime example, look at what happened to Toyota sales whenever like foot mats started slipping around. I bought my Toyota. It didn't even come with foot mats. That's that's how far it went. So <laughs> so that's the kind of safety protocols that you're looking at. Like if they get rid of floor mats, um, imagine what they would do if something went wrong. But um, yeah. what kind of release timeline are you looking at right now? Yeah, so we're we're working on our mountain bike release, which we're planning for somewhere around the third quarter of 2021. Um, So just around August, September. Uh, That's our plan for that. Uh, In the meantime, we're seeking federal funding. We're, um, you know, doing competitions, applying for stuff, all all the startup jazz um, and continuing R&D, obviously. Well, congratulations. Such an amazing forward-looking idea, especially as we get into the world of automated vehicles, things like that. You know, like, hey, how's an automated vehicle going to deal with a blowout? This is like, this it, is a neighborhood. It's hard enough to control your vehicle with, with human reflexes when there's a blowout, you know. Yeah. Um, so considering things like that, absolutely. I think you have a fantastic future market ahead of you with this technology. Good luck. Yep. Um, thank you so much for your appearance today and enjoy the rest of your digital CES. Thanks, Chris. Have a good one. Absolutely.
TPN CES 2021 coverage is executive produced by Michelle Mendez. Technical directors are Kurt Corliss, Adam Barker, and Dave Mendez. Associate producers are Nancy Ertz and Terry Willingham. Hosts are Todd Cochran, Scott Ertz, Christopher Jordan, and Danielle Mendez. This has been a Tech Podcast Network production in association with Plunkett's Productions, copyright 2021.